Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I went out Friday night. Have you ever been to Beauty Bar? Yes, I love Beauty Bar. I had never been, but I went on Friday and it was a lot of fun. It was a great yeah. time. I love Beauty Bar. I've been a couple of times just because since moving to the West Side, you, you know, there are a lot of local bars in Logan Square, a lot of like uh, either live music venues or very um, like a microbrewisive, uh, microbrewed Chicago beers. And so it's, it's a lot of the same kinds of bars in yeah. Logan Square where it's yeah. mostly like good cocktails and craft beer mm -hmm. and like a little bit of a fun. pretentious atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, they all offer that, which is fine for most cases. But yeah, but Beauty Bar is fun because it's like close to where I live, but also it's like you know. Mm -hmm. Well, they were so doing the Logan Square places on Friday night, and they were doing a pop punk versus emo night. Nice. Um, and so that was a, bla uh, a blast, and we went. I got way too drunk. Uh, <laughs> it was a. This is the first time I've been that drunk in a good while. Yeah. That's good. Jay was good driving, for you. Jay, yeah, right? I was hungover and sore as fuck Saturday. Oh, yeah. A day away. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay was driving me home and I made him pull over so I could throw up. We were that <gasps> drunk. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's I think rough. It's, I think that might be the first time I've thrown up on the sidewalk in Chicago, though. Oh, I've thrown up on the sidewalk in Chicago. Only once, I think. This might be the first time I've, I've thrown up uh, on the sidewalk in Chicago. Might be. Nice. I got sick in college, like outside at parties and puked yeah. outside and stuff like that. But I think since moving to Chicago, I don't feel like I've gotten that drunk that I have puked like on the way home outside somewhere. So. It's probably times. for the best. <laughs> good times, good times. At least you didn't yeah. vomit in the car and or in an Uber because mm -hmm. that is expensive. Have you ever vomited in an Uber? I almost have. The one time I vomited oh, no. on the Chicago street, it was me between my friends, Justin and David. It was after a cast party when I was in The Little Mermaid. And my mm -hmm. friend David gets out on his side of the car and I step out and immediately vomit. Like nice. almost hitting David. David, nice. if you're listening, I'm so sorry. He knows. This is what everyone came to listen to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like we should put like a trigger warning at the beginning. Stomach. Well, shall we? Shall we make some peace? Yes. Yes, we shall. We shall make some peace. Although, whatever. It seems. Never mind. It just comes very easily for all the fights that they were picking. They made peace pretty quickly. They have twenty-two minutes, Megan. What are you? <laughs> that's fair and not even that much if you count the recap at the beginning the end credits which don't actually contain a scene and the opening theme song so. they've, yeah they've got like 18 minutes to like wrap this shit up that's true yeah that's very true you know um but yes we gotta keep, we, it, moving. We gotta keep it moving uh this is the phoenix call for those of you who do not know we're at season seven, episode 16, and this is called, originally it was called Seven the Hard Way, but now it's called The Peace, and I don't really know why. I was trying to find that 
as trivia and like find out why that is, but I don't know why that is. Well, there's the last one was the war. This is the peace. So like war and peace, you know, mm, that's fair, I suppose. But I don't know why they changed it or felt the need to change it. Um, I don't I don't understand seven the hard way. Personally. I don't. That's got to be some pop culture or something or other, but I couldn't find anything on it. So if anyone knows anything, um, but I have a couple well, I should, a couple like trivia, like Boy Meets World sphere things, um, because I, I haven't started reading Maitland's book yet, but, um, our listener Hillary has been talking to me about it and she, I don't want to spoil anything, but Maitland does talk about this episode in the book. Um, I don't want to give anything away, so I won't mention it, but it's very, it's the Boy Meets World has kind of been like, popping back up a lot in pop culture because of this book and also Ben Savage is running for city council in West Hollywood. Um, so it's, and with, you know, pod meets world, like popping off, there's a lot of like, there's a lot happening right now in the boy meets world sphere. I don't know Ben Savage's platform. I was going to look at it before today, but I totally forgot to do that. So I don't know if he is, if this is a yay or nay type situation, maybe I'll look, I'll try to look before, uh, before the next time we get together or you can look now um, but my other trivia fact or i should say my other fun fact is uh obviously in this episode when they flash forward to 2006 they talk about their baby that they had named beverly glenn um in reality when we when we see this in girl meets world uh riley is the their firstborn, the daughter that they have so her name is riley and then also she would be five at this point because she was born in 2001 so I guess it would have been Augie who would have been the baby that they were talking about, but I don't know when Augie was born. Augie, I don't know the age difference between the two of them. I don't quite remember, but I don't think it, I think it was like five years maybe. So yeah, Augie probably would have just been born. Uh, his website is Ben for WeHo.com. WeHo. <laughs> understand that's West Hollywood. Yes. I don't like WeHo as an acronym. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of fun. Priorities. Here we go. Mm. Number one, leadership. I've lived in West Hollywood for 18 years and look forward to raising a family in this historic community where diversity and differences are valued and celebrated. Community safety. WeHo needs to support its law enforcement officers, providing them with all the resources they need businesses, tourists, and residents safe. Public safety also means increased funding for community safety partners, including block-by-block ambassadors, MET teams, health services, and clinical caseworkers, strengthening the local economy. This is a new priority. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, so priority one was leadership. Two is community uh-huh. safety, which sounds like more, more funding and support for police. Um, yeah, strengthening the local economy. West Hollywood businesses provide 75% of the city's tax revenues. Without our local business community, our city cannot continue to provide critical social services to our residents. Uh, new priority next, uh, housing and homelessness. Jeez, Ben, you're trying to solve a lot of problems. <laughs> so to be clear, his priorities are leadership, community mm-hmm. safety, strengthening the local economy, and housing and homelessness. That's uh, okay. Ben for WeHo.com. I don't know, Ben. Not certain. I, I'm uncertain, Benjamin. 
Gotta, I, I, gotta on, I also don't live in West Hollywood. So, you know, that's true. Yeah, I can't I can't honestly I don't know who he's up against either. So if he's the right. best candidate, I guess Godspeed and God bless. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's got money and brand recognition. So, you know, that is true. He's been really again with his commercial that he did with uh, Daniel Fischel this year and the commercial that he did with his brother, who's arguably more famous than he is. You know, yeah, I think Fred, I think Fred Savage has had generally, I mean, they've both been successful, but I think Fred Savage has been more successful. I agree. Well, I feel like Fred Savage has done more, not yeah, just acting wise, but like directing directed yeah, and, wrote, and like producing yeah. and yeah, writing and all of that. I feel like he's unlike like, a lot of big network sitcoms, mm-hmm. he's done a lot of directing. Yes. So. And, uh, our parents might not know Ben Savage necessarily because they didn't maybe watch boy. Well, like we watched boy meets world. My mom knows who he is because she would watch some episodes with me, but like my dad knows who Fred Savage is because of the princess bride. Mm -hmm. And they will always know like the older generation will know because of the princess bride and the wonder years a little bit, but mostly the princess bride. Yeah. All right. Bringing it back. I got to recap this, right? Yep, your turn. Ha ha. Okie dokie. Here we go. So the gang is all pissed off about the prank war. Feeney and Eric put them all in a classroom and tell them to work it out. And then it comes out that it's always about how Rachel has no place in the group. So she storms out. And then we flash forward to an imaginary scene at Feeney's retirement party where they're all there and no one's friends and everyone's busy. And Eric shows up as a hermit who wrote in his manifesto. And then they all realize their lesson. And then, boom, they come back to the classroom. And Eric wrote that then. Boom, ba ba ba, and then they dogpile on each other and make up because they're friends. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yes, I mean it's a fine enough episode. I mean, there are certain moments in it that like make me smile. I think there are certain there are some real aspects of this, like how you know, that's fair that Rachel's like, kind of like, well, yeah, I just lift right out. Why am I also the fact that she's there being forced to like be friends with her ex-boyfriend. It's a little weird. Mm -hmm. It's a little weird. I don't know how I feel about her being like kind of forced into this group. I'm like, girl, if you don't fit, go find better friends. Like, who cares you're right these guys are selfish fucks Go right like I'm they kind do of always like, make it about them yeah i just i appreciate angela speaking up and being like you're my roommate like you you don't lift out of my life like i want to i care about you and i want to be friends with you um because like yeah that's how she ties into the group now is now she she was eric and jack's roommate and now she's jack's ex-girlfriend but now she's still angela's roommate and so it hold that holds her to that like ties her back to the team but i'm also like go make other friends like if you don't want to be friends with your ex-boyfriend and all of his friends and your old roommate who is clearly obsessed with you like go find other friends there's nothing wrong with that it's true so it's a weird it's a weird uh this kind of, I guess, ties me into what I learned because like, it's a weird message where it's like, you know, work on communication and like working on your friendships and like not giving up at the first sign of trouble. Um, but at the same time, if, if it's a toxic situation, you shouldn't be forced to be there. And I don't think that that's 
that's not acceptable for everyone specifically for Eric in this episode, because I think he just wants to keep everybody together. But obviously like it's from a writer's perspective, it's just like, that's a toxic situation. Don't stay in it. And it sucks because Eric also falls prey to that in that they were treating him like shit last episode. And now he's trying to keep everybody together and be the glue that holds the team together. And I'm just like, we're just going to forget that they were all super mean to him last episode. You're just going to, yeah gloss over it didn't happen i know who cares it's these people they're not all gonna be friends for the rest of their lives you know and that's okay i feel like we're holding on to that so hard i know let me tell you i've lost a friend or two i didn't lose the rest or myself in the process that is (laughs) true that's so true (laughs) i was kind of thinking of that i was just like i don't know i've lost some friends in the past but i've definitely not lost all of my friends but I guess if all of your friends is in one specific group. The the crux of this episode leans on lose one friend, lose all friends, lose yourself. And I'm like, I don't know, man, lost a couple of friends, mm-hmm. found some stronger bonds with the others. Like lose Felt your friends. Generally better about myself. better friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the, it shouldn't be the, it kind of turns in like, I feel like watching this as a child you know you get all and watching it in a in the from the perspective of i'm still in school and so i'm in this like group of friends that i can't really escape because it's like you know i go to school with them every single day uh-huh. but when you're in college and then more specifically in your you know young adulthood i feel like lose one friend that's fine they were probably a toxic friend anyway go find better friends who support you and love you or maybe you're the toxic friend and you need to reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah. And find a little bit better about yourself. Are you the Corey of your friend group? Are you an asshole? It's true. Ask yourself next time someone in your friend group, <laughs> you know, think about it. But see, that's the think thing. If you are the Corey of your friend group. You're never going to realize that it's you. That is also very true. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think I, so I, I learned, I mean, Friendship is something that you need that like it, you know, you got to work on. Like it takes effort, mm-hmm. you know, like adult mm-hmm. friendships in particular take effort because they're not usually forced friendships by proximity the way mm-hmm. that like your younger friendships are through school and things like that. Yeah. It's so, like a friendship to last takes work, takes effort. You know, both people will have to want that thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're not always gonna be worth it. I don't think the episode was making that point, but I'm making that point. Yeah. Um, I think the episode was making the point though that like friendships do require effort. Yeah. It's yeah, that's fair. And communication. When yeah, when you're young, friendship is so much about proximity. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, who do I sit next to every day, all day, for 12 hours a day? Yep. You know, like, cool. <laughs> That's that, you know? But then, like, as you get out of those kinds of situations, you, you definitively have to actually want to, like, make that work and want <laughs> to see that through and continue. Um, and both people have to want that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, even if both people want to make it work, you have to make sure it's something that is working for you because trying to force a friendship 
or I like there's I'm also in the middle of a rewatch of what I like about you because I got into a whole Amanda Bynes viral a couple weeks ago and I was just like I should watch something that Amanda Bynes did so I started watching what I like about you again and it's a lot of like being friends with your ex and like that kind of thing and like forcing these relationships to happen that I'm just like also your friendship shouldn't be forced you know, you need to communicate, you need to talk with your friends, but also don't get into a situation where you're like forcing yourself to be friends with these people. And I feel like sometimes Rachel was, which is kind of why I'm like, girl, get new friends. And I'm glad, like, it feels realistic to me that we don't see Rachel in Girl Meets World. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if we had, actually it might a little, because I think she had already started doing porn at that point. And I don't, I think Disney's trying to separate <laughs> separate just a little bit um but man what a wild time twitter would have had with like this week girl meets world has adult film star <laughs> as a guest star yep i mean already bringing angela back for one episode was like something that didn't really need to happen they kind of forced that narrative i'm glad they didn't force the rachel narrative i'm glad they brought jack back because jack is eric's best friend i feel like eric is like i don't fit into this group i'm like first of all you're sean's brother but then also you are eric's best friend so you fit into this group almost like well you definitely fit in more than rachel and almost more than angela because angela is only sean's girlfriend i mean she's topanga's best friend but topanga's trying so hard to be Corey's best friend and making it clear that she doesn't think they should have best friends outside of the relationship that i'm just like what then i i think jack may have more of a group a place in this group than angela does and angela has more history with them mm-hmm. they make it such a big deal about history and i'm like first of all eric has kind of been there from the beginning like eric used to like not pal around with sean and Corey, but like he was there for some of their debacles but also angela was there for most of that because she was there for their high school careers like she was with them we saw her what season was I think when she started making appearances and so we've seen her for almost their entire high school career so just because she hasn't known them since they were like this big doesn't mean that she's not she doesn't have substantial history with them more so than Jack and more definitely more than Rachel and she hangs out with them more frequently than Eric's so like yes Eric has palled around for some of these things but Eric's friends are Jack and Rachel Eric just happens to fit into this other group because they all live together and Sean and Jack are related and they live together. And it's like these two friend groups don't really need to coincide. They do because obviously we've got two older brothers and two younger brothers, but like at the same time, I'm just like, Rachel, you fit in with Jack and Eric in this situation. And because you fit in with them, then you kind of squeezed yourself into the Corey Topanga Sean thing but you don't need to just go hang out with Jack and Eric. You don't have to hang out with everyone. Yeah. It just feels very forced. I, I kind of, yeah, but I am again, thankful that they didn't bring her into girl meets world. Didn't need to bring Angela in. I think it's very fitting that though they don't talk anymore. The only reason Jack is there is, you know, because he's Eric's best friend and yeah. I think everything shook out the way that it should coming into Girl Meets World. Am I happy with everything that they did in Girl Meets World? No. But do I think it all shook out the way that it kind of should have and better than what we obviously see in this flash forward? Yes. You know what I hate in this flash forward? What? 
the name of their child? Beverly Glen. It Beverly sounds like a suburb. Glen. It sounds, sounds like, like a, a Chicago suburb. suburb. Yeah. Ugh, disgusting. Or an old folks home. Also sounds like an old folks home. Yeah, terrible. I like the name Beverly. I really do. Glen is okay. Mm-hmm. I like the name Beverly, but not with the middle name Glenn. Beverly Glenn. Beverly Glenn. It just, it does. Sounds like an old folks home or a suburb, mm-hmm. a Chicago suburb. I mean, the Glenn is what makes it worse. The Beverly on its yes. own is not is That's not fine. Pretty, but the Glenn mm-hmm. makes it worse. It's true. It's very true. Um, but you know what I love in this flashback or this flash forward? Place was Angela's close. outfit. I'm so no, into it's it. A good, it's a the good leather outfit. pants the chunky heel the like yeah. mock like the turtleneck with like little cut off sleeves and i know she looks amazing she what looks happens when you let a woman play the actual age that she is right so <laughs> 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 i was thinking about in this flash forward i was like oh look at you finally getting to actually play approximately close to your actual age yeah yeah instead of playing 10 years okay. young or something mm-hmm yeah, because when she started, when we talked to her, didn't she say she was 30 when she like first started the show? I think she Getting was like to yeah, 30, something like 28 that. or 29 or something. Yeah. When she started the show. Yeah. So, which is crazy because, you know, Ryder Strong was probably like 19. 17 or 18. Yeah, 18, 19, 19 yeah. something like that. What else do I have written down? Oh, I hate Topanga in this episode. I hate her. This is not the Topanga that I know and love. Yeah, I hate her. Because of all of the what about me, what about me, not Sean. Stuff. And pitting and like Corey has a point where he's like, is this always going to be how it is? Like you versus Sean. And it's like, it shouldn't be, but she's making it that way. Right. I, I, at the end, she comes around to like, wait, if you're not there, then I'm stuck with him forever. And I'm just like, that's what you fucking wanted this whole time what's your problem lady so i have a big problem with her in this episode yeah it is all messy it's kind of (laughs) dumb yeah well and also just them like being absorbed in their little marital bubble and no one else can like penetrate this like marital bubble i'm just like stop just stop it's true feeny feeny gets to have some fun feeny does get to have some fun at last, I feel like we have barely heard two words out of the man all season. I know. He hasn't done much this season, but he gets to have a good time in this episode. He gets to do a little feenying. He gets to do a little goofing. Yeah, I'm happy that he is here trying to help them. Um, I appreciate his efforts, and I also like that he is just kind of there, and he lets Eric kind of run the show because it doesn't feel like something that Feeney... It feels like something that Eric was like, will you help me with it? And he was like, yeah, but, you know, in true Feeney fashion, he kind of steps aside and lets Mm -hmm. the student become the teacher. So I really appreciate his efforts in this episode and his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His placement, I suppose, where he, where he finds and settles in his place. Yeah, I also enjoy the scene at the end when they want to dogpile on Feeney. It feels like that was the energy on mm-hmm. set all the time yes yeah <laughs> yeah it was him straight up being like no fuck off <laughs> yeah you fucking children <laughs> yeah and i kind of am like that that was one of the parts that kind of made me smile because i was just like yeah that's got that ha- had to be so much fun to film and like all do together 
Um, mm-hmm. While I think the resolve happens way too quickly, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's it's fun when you can tell they're having fun, you know? Yes. Like yeah, that's exactly time. right. Yeah. So that's, that's valuable. You know? Also in the flash forward, there's no way, unless Eric truly fell off the grid and didn't even like talk to Amy or Alan, there's no way that Corey and A- Eric would not have like known about what the other person was doing in some, to yeah. some capacity. Obviously. Let's talk about what everyone's doing, right? So Corey's a CPA. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't. I mean, no, but yes. Also, like, what a you know, Wonder Bread job for the celery boy and for the like, celery boy. You know, You're not wrong. Uh, it's fine. Um, I guess we never Spanga, really. Yeah, we never about talk about what he's doing. You know, him. He's well, just, we never talk about him in math specifically because what Feeney teaches is English and history. And we know that he uh, doesn't do well in those subjects. So maybe he's like just a math genius. Maybe and so he's good at math. Yeah. Maybe that's, but then he becomes a history teacher. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is a lawyer, fine. Tracks with like yeah. where we go and what we do. And Angela's, tracks with Girl Meets World. Uh huh. Angela's a writer. Mm-hmm. Fine, I guess. Yeah. Or whatever. Sean's a travel blogger. Mm-hmm. Cool. They followed through on that. Mm-hmm. Jack is vague capitalist man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which like, sure, tracks, I guess. Well, I like this narrative with Jack being like the privileged kid that he is now that he's on this track with like hanging out with Eric and Rachel and like every and hang out with Sean and kind of them bringing him back down to earth that maybe he doesn't become that in reality because that's not like, doesn't he join the Peace Corps at the end? I'm pretty sure they go off to the Peace Corps. And I feel like Mm -hmm. without, I feel like this is who he would become if Eric specifically, but also Rachel and Corey had, or Rachel and Sean had never really shown up in his life. I feel like this is who he kind of would become because he didn't, he wouldn't really know any different. Yep. He'd go be big, strong capitalist man, Mm -hmm. Mr. Capitalist gross um and and rachel is a texas housewife yeah maybe an adult film star a caricature (laughs) of someone from texas and why would she have an accent if she lived her whole life on the east coast because she what she doesn't tell us is that she's not a texas housewife she's just playing one in her latest adult film ah yes okay (laughs) and that is why she is there dressed the way she is speaking the way she is fair fair point you make a fair point was she originally from texas did i miss that maybe i missed that maybe is she she is originally from texas i don't know if she is originally but she does say she moved like she followed this man to Mm -hmm. to philadelphia correct yeah so so she's not from there no but yeah, it's Originally. just like the gum chewing for me and the shirt with the cowboy boots. I'm like, it's a little too on the nose. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. So I have the list of all of the things that people were angry about in the last episode. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's all kind of tracking as far as like the, I think the thing that gets blown out of proportion is Rachel being mad that she doesn't fit into the group and then Jack and Angela feeling the same. That's the thing that like kind of gets blown out of proportion that I'm like, guys, what are you talking about? Um, mm-hmm. 
Because honestly, like Topanga's still mad for the same reasons. She feels left out of the group. And then she also is like, Sean is your best friend and I should be your best friend. And, um, you know, Corey's mad because everyone's kind of mad at each other and mad at him. And he's like, this is just going to blow over. Why are we making such a big deal about this? Um, Sean is kind of mad for a similar reason, but he's also kind of in it with Topanga right now. Um, it's, and Rachel, of course, is mad for the same reason. It's mostly Angela and Jack that I feel like there's kind of shifts a little bit from like Angela's mad because she feels like Sean lied to her. Now she's mad because she doesn't feel like she's part of this group. And Jack is also mad because he doesn't really feel like part of this group where I feel like in the last episode when we left it, he more is mad because that picture he's mad almost at Sean because of the picture of stealing the picture or like, you know, you know, doing the, the whole picture thing. I feel like that's more so. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like the Angela and Jack thing got escalated a little bit, but for the most part, everyone's mad for the same reasons. It just doesn't feel like anything was really resolved. And I don't mm -hmm. know. I kind of, I, as much as I, it pains me to say it, I'm, there's a, there's an element to what Corey is saying that is correct, where it's like, wait a week and this will kind of all blow over. Mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of would if Sean and Angela are still dating, then they're still dating, you know, like they will have a conversation about it. It'll blow over. There's no way in hell that I even believe for a second that Corey and Sean stop talking. We're, these are the boys that like snuck around in the library when that one chick was like, no, mm -hmm. there, you can't see Corey, whatever. And they like, and Topanga was the one who brought them back together. So I'm just like, there's no way, there's no way. Also, she would get sick of him and she would call Sean and be like, what do I do? Is what would actually yeah. happen. So who's your MVP? Eric. Oh my God. <laughs> You're such a sap. It's just because he is doing all of this truly out of the kindness of his own heart. Because again, they treated him like crap last episode. And now he's like, this, this group of people is important to me and I want to make sure that they're communicating and... Is it the themselves. kindness of his own heart or is it his own selfish fears? It could because be his own selfish fears. He doesn't want to be alone. Well, but then he does move out to the woods and becomes alone and becomes a hermit and becomes that's in, a place that's, that's, that's in his whatever. I don't bleh. <laughs> bleh. Bleh. It's fine. We'll both be predictable this episode. <laughs> Are you going to pick Feeny? Of course I am. I knew it. <laughs> Of course, I'm going to pick Feeney. I think Feeney deserves it. Yeah, that's fair. He does a good job in this episode. I just think that it's very he has, of Eric. He, to... There's nothing for him in it. Nothing. No. Nothing for him in this. He's doing it. You want to talk about out of the goodness of his heart? This man is an underpaid professor taking time out of his day to relationship <laughs> counsel these six 21-year-old fuckheads. Yeah. They don't deserve him. They don't. It's true. They don't deserve Eric and they don't deserve Feeney. Honestly, we just need a spinoff. Eric and Feeney go off into the sunset together. Mm -hmm. Fuck all too these other losers. These, too good for these selfish assholes. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. Well, mm -hmm. well, I guess that's about it, huh? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are all my notes. All right. We're getting close. We are getting close. I'm almost there. 
Yeah, I feel like, and the last couple, we're we're gonna go out with a little bit of a bang. I feel like the last couple episodes, like I think the next one we have the like pregnancy episode, and then we have some Corey and Eric drama where they're cleaning out the garage, and so I feel like mm-hmm. we're going out on a little bit of a high note. We started the season really weak, and mm-hmm. now we're kind of coming back a little bit. I am interested in seeing what these some of these later episodes. Uh, contain i know and then when it's done we'll have to just hang out as like humans as, I know. <laughs> doing this oh i will but say it's... we got some fan mail over the weekend um we did get some fan mail from our listener allison who uh she did send some really cute pictures of her at uh 90s con with all the cast but she was also um, saying that if we wanted to do a Sabrina podcast, she would be another listener. So we have some, we have some people already uh, thinking about our next venture. I also just had a comment on Instagram recently and asked us to do Girl Meets World. So I don't know about that, but we we'll can't. We we can barely finish this one, guys. I know. <laughs> we are we are crawling to the finish line here. You guys, uh, like I think. I mean, if you've listened to all of this, then you have some kind of context to how much Megan and I's lives have changed since we started this three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've worked like four different jobs, five different jobs since we started this thing. (laughs) We've been through a pandemic. I've lived in two apartments. I got Mm -hmm. a dog. Like, I've lived in three apartments. I know. Did I already have a dog when we started this? No, I don't think, I think. I don't think I did. I, I don't think I had Ducky when we started this. I don't think so. Cause I think that we used to record at your apartment and then you got Ducky yeah. and then we stopped recording your apartment because it, Ducky was so loud. Cause it got hard. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Cause it got difficult with, yeah. with the duck. With him. Exactly. Now guys, we've been through, uh, and now we both work full time and yep. we travel again. And Yes. Oh, Everyone so needs us. Skylar planned a wedding. I had a wedding and then we have to go to a bunch of weddings because we're at that age. Oh, <laughs> this year hasn't been so bad. I've only been to two, but last year, the six that I went to, mm-mm. at least you had the decency to get married where I live. Thank you for that. That's all I fucking ask, man. No one ever gets married here. No, I know. I get it's expensive, but like, ugh. if I'm going to go, I'm saying, come on. Yeah. Do it. If Just I'm going to go yeah. like, whole hog though i'm gonna go like whole hog if i'm get if i'm not getting married in chicago i'm getting married in like italy i like i am yeah. not Fuck i'm yeah. not Don't like, like we're not dancing this, with like, like downstate illinois like no we're not doing any <laughs> this like napa bullshit like no if you're not gonna get married in chicago go overseas <laughs> that's all if I'm you if you live in chicago and choose yes, to get married that's fair that's fair i'll, I'll accept God, that yeah. The amount of people that I've been to their weddings where they live here, but they but they go get married in their hometown. They're not both from that hometown either. No, no. You know? it's only only one of them is, and it's always like, well, you know, most of my family's here, or most of their family's there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, they can all get on the fucking plane because your friends are here now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. My friends but. are poorer than my extended family. True, also you know? true. My poor also friends true. in Chicago would have a harder time getting to my wedding mm-hmm. than my like 60-year-old aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Big advocate for getting married where you live. Yep, appreciate it. Big, appreciate big it. Big supporter of that, guys. Yep. Highly encourage it. 
You know what's easier? Everything. <laughs> That's also true. Also very Hey, you want to go tour the venue before and you want to go there like the week before and talk about it? Great. You can do that because it's mm-hmm. in the same city you live in. Hey, yep. you want to go and taste some stuff from the caterer? Mm-hmm. Great. You can do that. You want to go make the floral arrangements yourself the week of? You can do that. Yep. So much easier. So much easier. And so much easier for all of your friends. It's true. And then you can rent a big ass house in old town and throw a big party and just live there for a couple days. Yeah, that was great. Okay. I'm going to go eat more dinner because I'm very hungry. Sounds good. I need to go get dinner too, but I have to get Quinn from the airport first. Oh, good luck. Have fun. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you all very much for listening and have a great rest of your week, wherever you are. I hope you're mm-hmm. enjoying a little bit of fall yeah. and, uh, we are, we're coming up on the home stretch here. We'll be done mm-hmm. in no time. We say that every episode. Um, but Every yes. <laughs> week's a little bit closer. We'll just crawl into that finish line. It's true. It's true. And follow us on the things. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Feeney Call or at the Feeney Call podcast. And so check us out. And uh, if you have things to say, let me know. I'll be watching. All right. Thanks, y'all. As always, class dismissed. <laughs>